This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500, 500 The grieving widow speaks. What she says killed her husband, the famed soccer reporter at the World Cup. It's just one of these things that had been likely brewing for years. Well, we can all learn from his sudden death. And Jay Leno's first interview. What he's revealing about the day his face caught on fire. Then suddenly, boom, I got a face full of gas. The shocking photos you haven't seen. Then follow that car. On the trail of the mysterious white car being sought in the college roommate's murder case. The driver has not come forward. Why? Plus, here you go, honey. What did First Lady Jill Biden just hand over to the president? And identical twins falsely accused of cheating in medical school. They do everything together, but cheating? It was probably one of the lowest points of our entire lives. Vindication at last. How they proved their innocence. Then, what we've learned about the shocking death of Ellen DeGeneres' DJ. Plus... The hottest new dance in America, the Wednesday Copycast. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. It wasn't foul play. That's what the widow of the reporter Grant Wall is saying today about her husband's sudden death while he was covering the World Cup. She's a doctor, and she says the medical examiner revealed that he died of an aortic aneurysm and that nothing could have saved him. But might there have been some warning signs? Here's Les Trent. This is so difficult to have you sitting here to talk about this. Epidemiologist so Dr. Celine Gounder so is a familiar I'm face on CBS Mornings. But today, she wasn't on the show to talk about the flu or COVID. She was there to talk about her husband, Grant Wall, the sports writer who collapsed and died at the World Cup last week. I saw messages coming in on Twitter, on my texts, on my email, and I, I realized, well, there's clearly something wrong. 
His cause of death initially was a mystery. The 49-year-old was in good health, although he had been experiencing flu-like symptoms in the days before his death. I'm coughing a lot. That sounds like a death rattle sometimes. His grieving brother Eric went public with a theory that Grant was murdered for wearing a rainbow shirt in support of gay rights. Grant had been briefly detained by World Cup security. My brother was healthy. He told me he received death threats. I do not believe my brother just died. But Dr. Gounder revealed today there was no foul play. Her husband died from a rare heart condition. He had an autopsy done here in New York by the New York City Medical Examiner's Office, and it showed that he had an aortic aneurysm um, that ruptured. It's a catastrophic problem, very hard to treat, very hard to even know if somebody has that. The aorta is the main blood vessel coming out of the heart. An aortic aneurysm happens when the aorta swells or balloons out. There is always a risk in that situation of a tear or a rupture or a blowout. Cardiologist Dr. Stephen Reisman says it's likely Grant Wall died quickly. Across the airwaves today, people are wondering if it could happen to them. Is there anything people can do uh, in terms of prevention, just in general, but also signs to watch for a condition like this? It's very hard to sort of screen for this sort of problem. People can have all sorts of different symptoms, back pain, cough. Those at risk are smokers, the elderly, or anyone with a family history of aneurysms. Beloved actor John Ritter died from an aortic aneurysm in 2003 during a rehearsal for his sitcom, Eight Simple Rules. And actor Alan Thicke was playing ice hockey with his son in 2016 when he was stricken with the same medical disaster. Today, Grant Wall's brother says, I no longer suspect foul play. It's just one of these things that had been likely brewing for years. Um, and for whatever reason, it happened at this point in time. More than 13,000 people die from an aortic aneurysm every year here in the United States. Jay Leno is sharing photos that show just how badly he was burned during that freak accident in his garage. The former Tonight Show host is also speaking out about the terrifying moment that he realized his face was on fire. Jim Murray with details. Jay Leno opening up for the first time about his terrible accident and how his face went up in flames. He's also sharing these never-before-seen photos. Leno sat down with today's Hoda Copy and, of course, started off with a joke. I'm afraid I had to get on fire to be on the Today Show. Thank you. Leno said he was trying to repair a clogged fuel line on his 1907 vintage steam car. I said, uh, blow some air through the line that's super clear. And then a line and then boom, and suddenly boom, I got a face full of gas. And then the pilot light jumped and my face caught on fire. And I said to my friend, I said, Dave, I'm on fire. Leno's longtime buddy, Dave Kalaki, came to his rescue. He was really engulfed. I couldn't see his face. It was on fire? This, it was a wall of fire. I grabbed him by the head and I pulled his head into my chest. In another interview just out today with People magazine, Leno described what it felt like. It felt like your face was on fire, actually. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's what it felt like. It was pretty quick. It's like probably the most intense sunburn you'd ever have. Leno says during the few seconds he was on fire, he knew not to breathe, otherwise he might scorch his lungs. After being transferred to the Grossman Burn Center, he was told he had to be admitted. Now I go, well, my wife doesn't know anything about this. I said, I got to go home first. No, you can't go home. 
I said, look, let me go home and I'll come back in the morning. So I, I drove home and I spent the night at my house. And then I woke up this morning and I went to the burn center. In these dramatic photos, you can see layers of burned skin scraped away. Leno had to undergo skin grafting and also some work done on his ear. It's amazing what they can do now. I mean, this is all brand new. Leno also spoke about being put inside a hyperbaric chamber to help him heal. Video first seen on Inside Edition. If you want to know what it's like to sit in a coffin for, for oh, this is, uh, yeah. Although the accident was very serious, Leno says laughter helped make him feel a little better. Actually, the most expensive part of the whole operation was the gasoline. That was, we're in California, it's seven bucks a gallon. So, jeez. <laughs> You're so bad. Leno's doctor says about 7% of his body was burned. And could a gas station clerk's intuition help crack the case of those four murdered students at the University of Idaho? One month after the crime, she says she had a feeling she ought to check the surveillance cameras where she worked. And sure enough, there was a white Hyundai just like the one investigators have been looking for. It may be a big break in the case, a grainy image of a speeding car that could be the white Hyundai Elantra police are looking for. A night manager at this gas station in Moscow, Idaho, discovered surveillance video that showed a white sedan driving by on the night the four University of Idaho students were murdered. The timestamp says 3.45 a.m., right in the time frame in which police say the killings took place. The video has been handed over to police. It shows the car traveling on this road outside the gas station. It's just 1.2 miles from the house where the students were murdered. Who's out at 3.45 a.m. speeding? And this is significant, Harris, very significant. In a town of you know, less than 50,000 people, less than 30,000 people, the driver has not come forward. Why? Inside Edition spoke with News Nation's Brian Enton in Idaho. The exact direction, we don't know. Uh, we know that it was on Highway 8, right in front of the gas station, uh, and turned onto a side road. It appeared the car uh, was headed out of town, uh, and, and reportedly the assistant manager at the gas station said it was going quite fast. The night manager says she was acting on a hunch and went through hours of surveillance video from that night. Turns out her hunch was right. Now questions are being raised about why a month after the murders, that gas station video and others from businesses along Route 8 had not been already examined by police. There are several other businesses nearby that may have captured the car on security cameras. Shannon Gray, attorney for the family of murder victim Kaylee Gonzalez, is critical of the police. Do I think they might be overwhelmed? Maybe. Um, you know, part of the um, uh, investigation you would think from the get-go would be looking at all video evidence. Meantime, a lot of jittery students have gone home early for the holidays, and their teachers are allowing them to take their finals online. It was an historic day at the White House as President Biden signed a bill to protect marriage rights. But there's one moment that was getting noticed. It's when First Lady Jill Biden gave her husband something that he popped into his mouth. But what was it? Breath mint, Mr. President? There's lots of speculation today over just what it was that the First Lady handed to her husband at a White House ceremony yesterday. The moment came just as the President was about to sign the Respect for Marriage Act in front of an enthusiastic crowd. You can see Dr. Jill reaching for something off camera. Then she hands it to the President, who quickly pops it in his mouth. Here it is from another angle. 
The president seems to be chewing on it as he sits in preparation for the signing. Thank you, Mr. President. Social media is going bonkers over what it is. Cough drop? Just a lozenge? Hard candy? Or could it be some sort of medication? For now, it's a mystery. And we called the White House for clarification, but we didn't hear back. Ellen DeGeneres is paying tribute to the popular DJ from her talk show who ended his life in a hotel room less than a mile from his home. DJ Twitch is dead. The popular fixture on The Ellen Show took his own life inside a Los Angeles hotel room. According to reports, it was a self-inflicted gunshot wound. It is with the heaviest of hearts that I have to share my husband Stephen has left us, his wife Allison Holker said in a statement. He was the backbone of our family, the best husband and father. Less than four weeks ago, he spoke to Jennifer Hudson about having another child. I love the little babies. I, lo I love them. And um, to be quite, yeah, it's, it's a constant conversation. Twitch was born Stephen Boss. He got his start on the dance competition So You Think You Can Dance, where he later returned as a judge. He also performed on Dancing with the Stars with his wife. But he will be remembered as Ellen's sidekick for eight years. He joined the show as a guest DJ and stayed with the show until its end last May. I'm heartbroken. Twitch was pure love and light. He was my family and I loved him with all my heart. I will miss him, Ellen said. Stephen Twitch Boss was 40 years old. He's survived by his wife and three children. If you or someone you know is suffering, you can reach out to the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. It's just three numbers to call, 988. And it was 10 years ago today that 20 first grade students and six adults were slaughtered by a gunman inside Sandy Hook Elementary School in Connecticut. And on this somber anniversary, we're taking a look back at how Inside Edition covered one of the worst school shootings in American history as it unfolded. We broadcast today from a town shattered, Newtown, Connecticut, a town the entire world holds in its prayers. 27 people are dead, 20 of them children, in one of the worst school shootings in American history. These terrified children, hands on each other's shoulders, were evacuated to safety. The school is just off to my left here. It is still an active crime scene, and so now parents have been ushered over here to the firehouse to either be reunited with their children or to hear the grim news that their child didn't survive. The first funerals of the victims were held today. Jack was a huge fan of the New York Giants football team. A mourner carried a football helmet into the funeral home in Newtown. Others struggled to contain their grief. Sadness, disbelief etched on the faces of hundreds of mourners. Tribute pages to the little lives lost are sprouting up on Facebook. Rest in peace, little beautiful angel. And the heroes, they gave up their lives to save their students. It was a hero's burial today for one of the teachers at Sandy Hook Elementary, Victoria Soto, who was credited with saving her students even as she was gunned down. The label of hero is no exaggeration when it comes to teacher Victoria Soto. A nation in mourning. There is now a permanent memorial at the site of the school. It features a sycamore tree surrounded by a ring of water and 26 granite stones, each engraved with the names of those killed. Next. 
identical twins falsely accused of cheating in medical school. They do everything together, but cheating? It was probably one of the lowest points of our entire lives. Vindication at last. How they proved their innocence. Plus, the hottest new dance in America. The Wednesday Copycats. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. They're identical twins who aspired to become doctors. But when these lookalike sisters had nearly alike test scores, they were wrongly accused of cheating. And they had a heck of a time proving they didn't. Here's Amber Cagliano. They do everything together, and it's been that way from the minute they were born. In middle school, the straight-A students and identical twins decided to become doctors. Kelly and Kayla Bingham even got into the same med school, the Medical University of South Carolina. They excelled right up to their second year final exam. And left thinking everything had gone incredibly well, and we're very excited to start our third year of medical school. But rather than the stellar grade they expected, they were both accused of cheating. We thought this is absurd and thought it would be easily cleared up. The cheating accusations came about when test proctors found that the twins had answered 296 out of 307 questions in a similar way. Cheating was thought to be the only reasonable explanation. Did you cheat? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. The sisters say they were immediately treated like pariahs by their fellow students. It was a complete isolation from individuals that we had been friends with for years. We were disinvited from several weddings. It was probably one of the lowest points of our entire lives. They said they had no choice but to leave the school. What was it like to have that just taken away? Oh, it was awful. It's devastating. But the sisters fought back. They sued the school for defamation. And they put forward a very plausible explanation for how they scored so close to each other. First, they testified that they always test alike. Second, they always study together, too. Our exams have always been within a percentage point of each other. Scoring similarly is not the you know, abnormality, it is, it is our normal. Look, they scored exactly the same on the SATs. Six years later, Kayla and Kelly have finally won their battle. A jury found in their favor and awarded the twins $1.5 million. What would you say to one another now? I'm really proud okay. of you. I was going to say that. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> Kelly and Kayla have switched their professions. Both are now lawyers, and they say if they ever see a penny from the judgment, it'll go toward repaying their student loans. When we come back, the dance from the hit Netflix show Wednesday is now a national obsession. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Today is Wednesday, so what better day to talk about Wednesday, the Addams Family spinoff, which is now Netflix's third most-watched show ever. And already, the iconic dance scene is being copied everywhere. Megan Alexander shows you how to do it. It's the Wednesday dance craze. The gothic dance that became an overnight sensation on Netflix's smash Adams Family spinoff Wednesday is now the latest viral TikTok challenge. People of all ages are putting their own spin on the kooky dance. This copycat is a dead ringer for the real Wednesday, and this teacher taught her students the moves. Even Lady Gaga is getting in on the fun. We think this one takes the cake. The Wednesday dance underwater. So how do you do it? You just move your arms from side to side and then throw your head back and wave your arms like an unhinged robot. Everybody puts their own spin on it. Wednesday star Jenna Ortega actually choreographed the dance herself clearly paying homage to this moment from the original 60s sitcom when Wednesday taught Lurch to dance. Now, across America, it's a Wednesday dance party. (laughs) Sorry, Megan, but that footage now exists forever. When we come back, not today, Mr. Grinch. Finally today, the Grinch has met his match. Oh no, it's the Grinch. But this Grinch isn't going to steal this Christmas. Not with these kids around. That'll teach them. There you go. That's Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. We'll see you again tomorrow. If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most-watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.